Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. One of our very, very favorite guests is with us on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer and our super duper amazing friend Doug Melro is here. Hello, Doug. Hi, Brad and Colleen. How are you guys? Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to hear you back on the radio because that means it's time for the Red Ribbon Ride. Yes, it is. It's time once again. We moved, we moved it to August, so it's a little bit later this year, but I cannot wait to ride. It's like my favorite time of the year. Okay, so Red Ribbon Ride, for those who don't know, it's not a horse riding competition. <laughs> No, um, good news. That is good news, right? What right. is the Red Ribbon Ride? It's a th- three-day bike ride that we start at the Mall of America, and we ride to Duluth. And we're raising money for five um, aid service organizations here in the Twin Cities. So it raises money for people living with HIV, and it's also about remembrance of people that we've lost to HIV. And it's just a really great traveling bubble of love. How long have you done the ride, or how many times have you done the ride? This is going to be my 10th year. Oh my God, that's, that's amazing. amazing. Have, and you've, like, 10th straight. You've never yes. taken a year off. No. What made you start right. doing the ride? Because it's changed. The ride itself has changed yep. over the years. Yep. It used to be a four-day ride and 300 miles, and we kind of did a big circle. And this year we're trying to change it up a little bit, because after so many years, you just it, it, everything needs to change and kind of keep new and fresh and young blood and get different people interested in it. But um, the first year that I did the ride, my friend um, Johnny Angel mm-hmm. challenged me to do it, and he'd been living with HIV for um, over 30 years. And wow. he said, you know what? I can do it. Why can't you do it? And I was like, well... I guess I can do it. Yeah. So I did it. Um, I found a bike in the parking lot of the gym that I work at, at the firm. I found it. It didn't realize it had two it gears. You. It did. It was. It absolutely was. <laughs> didn't it was you my find that? I, I feel like I remember this. <laughs> yes. Because didn't you find the bike like in a stairwell or something? Or it yes. was just like in a, like you know, just somebody had left it. Yeah. And it had been sitting there for three days. And after three days, I'm like, well, okay, it's fair game. So yeah. I, I took it and I, I rode it and I didn't even realize that it only had first and second gear until day one on the ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had to ride 80 miles and I'm like, how come I can't go any faster? But um, so <laughs> I rode my roller skate, we called it, and um, I did it and I've been doing it ever since for 10 years. And um, one of the cool things about the Red Ribbon Ride, for those who don't know, is it gives you an opportunity to like, like, so everybody's fundraising for themselves as part of a team. And so I think that I think the awesome thing about that, although sometimes it makes you get out of your comfort zone, is that you have to like talk to people, get out there, do things. And in the process, you're helping spread the news about 
you know, the organization. Absolutely. It's not only about raising money. It's about raising, raising awareness and um, erasing the stigma against HIV. There's so many people out there in my role as a fundraiser that think HIV and AIDS is over with because people aren't dying anymore. Mm -hmm. But in Minnesota, we've been seeing the same amount of new infections for the past 16 years. It's about 300 new infections just in Minnesota alone for the past 16 years. And yeah. you think of all the technology, the safe sex education, we should be seeing that number going down. But we are still seeing uh, um, the most new infections in communities of color and in young uh, men who have sex with men. So we still need to be t talking about it and creating awareness. And that's kind of part of the ride is as we go through some of these small towns, we stop and we talk to people in the smaller towns and let them know what we're doing and why we're doing it. And so it's... It's a great cause and it's a lot of fun. It's very near and dear to my heart, obviously. But the best thing that I love about the ride is that I get to have time alone with my head and my heart connecting together. And I talk to those people that I've lost, my angels up above. And I just have it. It's a spiritual time for oh, me. Oh, I just got goosebumps. It's very special. That is amazing. And you get three full days of that. Mm -hmm. And the money that you raise. Now, let's talk about the fundraising effort right now because you are in the midst of the fundraising. Yep. Give us an update. So um, I'm writing for Team Firm, but um, we uh, we like to raise a lot of money. So we are. You got to show up. Oh gosh, <laughs> yeah. Because the more you raise, the more good work can be done. Yeah. But there's so many teams that are out there, and so many different people that are raising money and t tons of money, and it's really really fun to see that when you get a little email that says you've got a donation, you just get excited, and whether it's five dollars or fifty dollars or five hundred dollars yep. or whatever it's really amazing it all moves the needle mm -hmm. and it's um the ride raises money for five aid service organizations so it's the aliveness project which is a drop-in center for people who are hiv positive um one heartland which is a camp for hiv positive kids and their families who might be dealing with hiv or lgbtq kids and youth um, um Hope House of St. Croix Valley is a housing unit in Stillwater that um, it's, gives more than just a roof over their head. It gives a home. African-American AIDS Task Force, which is really dealing with the African-American community. And then Rural AIDS Action Network, which is so great because they're reaching out to the, the people in smaller towns that don't have the resources that we have here in the Twin Cities. So, so the overall fundraising that all the teams do is split, split evenly amongst those organizations. Exactly. And and they all do such different vital things though. Yeah, that's So it's, really this is cool. such a great way to to you know if you give $5 or how many organizations you said five organizations? Five. Yep. $5 you're giving to each of those wonderful organizations. Absolutely. So now that you um are actively in fundraising mode, um the ride's coming up just in what over a week? Yep. About a week. August 16th through the 18th. Oh, okay, so that's going to be next Friday is when you're going to Exactly. Pedal out. Um, head north. Is this the first time they've gone north? Yeah. Okay. We're That's going to be really it's gonna, fun. It's going to be beautiful. Beautiful. Right? Um, but what I was going to say is how can people donate? So they've heard all these great causes that the money is going to help. What's the easiest way for them to contribute? Just go to redribbonride.org on the website. You can do a search for somebody's name. If I was going to say, how do we get the money to you? Yeah. You can go to the Red Ribbon Ride website and search for Doug Melrow and then <laughs> M-E-L-R-O-E. Yes, but I'm doing great with fundraising and I'm so blessed to have people that believe in me and believe in my cause and, and what I'm trying to do. Um, I, I My whole life I've wanted to see gay marriage happen and I got that one down and an end to HIV and if I can do that I'll die a happy queen. Well and the other thing we should say about Doug Melrow is that he's literally you've been at the forefront of you know trying to help those who are living with HIV and AIDS um, since the beginning um, you've done all sorts of work. I mean when did that really begin for you? Because it has to be I mean you, how many years? 
Well, I don't want to. Hey, you don't want to say. You don't want to say. You the, tell me. The it goes way back from a sister to another sister. Yeah. Don't ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's listening. Um, I did my first AIDS walk the first year that they had it, which is in 1987, and led the warm up. Um, my boss and mentor David Gray um, told me he's like Doug. We got to be um, a part of this movement and a part of this cause because this, you know, this disease is really going to affect our community. And I did lose David to HIV and AIDS. Um, so I'm, you know, I do so much stuff because people blessed me when I was Mm -hmm. in my formative years. I was coming out of the closet and people were dying and disappearing as I was meeting them. So I just feel really strong about giving back to those people who gave to me. And it's saying something. It's a testament to the work that you've done, that you've continued to do that throughout the years. I mean, you know, that you're still doing it in, you know, the year 2019. It's sad that we have to continue to Mm -hmm. do that, but... You know, it's a testament to the power of um, the kind of work that you're doing, that you're still able to, you know, get up and do it every day and make sure that, you know, there's something there, resources for the people who need it. Yeah, I want people to know that it's not over, mm-hmm. but there is exciting things happening in, you know, technology and the scientific things that, you know, they're going to be starting a, a new vaccine that they think that they're going to be able to end HIV, which is incredibly exciting. So yep. someday I'll be able to die a happy queen. Well, we're happy that it's not now. And yeah, we're it's also, not for a long for you, time, girl. Uh, but we're happy to be able to support you, you in this advocacy work that you do and, and all of the um, awareness raising that you do through through these types of events. And we wish you all the best. Thank you. And we're very excited. Pray uh, for my butt. Well, I always do. <laughs> and head to redribbonride.org and search for Doug Malrow. <laughs> yes, that's a great way to donate. And, um, and we hope that we have been able to get some more money coming Absolutely. in for you and just know that we'll be supporting you the whole way. I appreciate your support and everybody here at 107.1. Amazing. Thank, Thank you. you. That's our friend Doug Melro. Uh, and again, the website. Let's say the website one more time again. Redribbonride.org. Redribbonride.org. And we'll make sure we get a link up about that. And when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got to talk about our favorite latest publication ship. That would be Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello. Shamil. If you are even a casual listener of the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, you know that we have coined a term, and that term is publationship. What is a publationship? Fake relationship or a relationship solely for the purpose of publicity. And we have some of our favorites. We've got uh, a couple players that show up every once in a while. We talk about publicationships, but specifically today, we got to talk about Shamila. Shamila, Shamazel, this relationship is crap. Anyway, that's uh, been proven not only by your uh, research team here at uh, My Talk 1071's. Colleen and Bradley show that's from noon to three. Just the three also signed off on by the Lori and Julia show. Now, who is Shamila? Shamila Shamazel is Camila Cabello and um, Sean Mendez. Mm-hmm. They allegedly started getting romantical earlier this summer. Now, I believe there was an event that occurred right around the time they got romantical. Do you remember what that event was? Oh, um, oh, sorry, I'm not sure. Oh, did you mean the song that they released with the two of them that I they love collaborated it when on? You call me, Senorita. Yeah, they released a song together, and then suddenly their tongues were in each other's mouths. It was very uh, public of them to be making faces. Making faces. I was just going to say words, and I don't know what I can say in the radio because I'm new here. Um, anyway, welcome to Earth. <laughs> welcome to Earth. Anyway, uh, we have a new development, and that's what we need to talk about. 
Okay, what's... further proof that Shamila is not Rila. Oh, that was good. Okay, that was good. <laughs> Shamila, not not Rila. Rila. And here's what I what I learned that apparently Variety did this Power of Young Hollywood uh, cover, and Shamila, or excuse me, not Shamila, Camilla was on that cover. Mm-hmm. And I saw this article and I thought, hmm, it says Camila Cabello opens up about falling in love and how much Sean Mendez means to her. So I think from that article, okay, they're going to yeah. give me some, you know, like, what's the story here about these two falling in yeah. love? Ooh, hot goss. Hot yes. goss. So then I read that it's based on this variety thing and... Apparently, uh, Camila said to Variety that she was in a different place emotionally than when she released her first solo album, Camila, um, and that she had crushes from afar. But now in the present, she's focusing on where she's in love. And she where said, she's in love. I don't know what that means. I mean, her lips. I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, quote, but she's focusing on. Oh, wait, no, here, quote, falling in love is like an infinite amount of levels and layers and angles. Does she go to this the Priyanka Chopra school of words? I fell in love and just, oh, wait, weren't you going to give me some music to do this? She's no? on the phone. That's it's fine. all good. I fell in love and just opened up. Oh, Everything was. Ri- is she still talking about where she's in love? I don't know. Okay, just checking. This is getting real dirty. I yeah, think. it is. Everything was written in the present moment. Now she doesn't name drop Mendez, as Variety points out, but she did talk about him later in the article. Okay, and so how their duet happened? Hold on, because can we revisit the title of the article? Yeah, it is Camila Cabello. Camila Cabello opens up. About, quote, falling in love. And also, her name is C-A-M-I-L-A, but her first album was C-A-M-I-L-L-A. Oh, she lost an L somewhere along the way. So weird. Anyway. She's dropped Camila it. Camila Cabello opens up about, quote, falling in love and how much Shawn Mendes means to her. Okay, so I thought that that was hmm. about Shawn Mendes. Interesting, right? I kind of feel like they're trying to take me for a ride. Uh, yes. So she talks about, again, how... She just used to have crushes, but then for this new thing, she fell in love with infinite layers, levels, angles, and then she opened it up, or opened, I'm sorry, opened up. <laughs> okay, thank I, you. What? Yeah, exactly. Everything was written in the present moment, which indicates that she's writing from a place where she's currently in love, so that means right now she is in love. That's what it feels well, we've like. we've only seen her making faces with Sean Mendez, right? Right. But she doesn't acknowledge that the person is Sean Mendez. And the only time that she mentions Sean Mendez is by saying things like, I've known Sean for such a long time. It's so much fun getting to work and do things with somebody who means a lot to you. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Not what you say when you're in a this relationship with somebody. This is in the same article. Like, she just said all that schmaltzy stuff about falling I in fell love. in love and just opened up. And then she just said... It's been great to work with someone who you like to do things with. Right. And what? do things is like a weird, like not really acknowledging. It's like, that's like a dot, dot, dot. Meaning you all fill in the blanks with yeah, whatever you think is true. Here's the story. Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello are besties. They're girlfriends. Okay. That's as easy and as complicated as you need to be. Yeah. They're gal pals. Yeah. And... She's not really in love. And if she is, you ain't learning who it really is. Right. And they're not in a relationship. No. They make nice music together. Yeah. She also touched on how she feels about being such a public figure generally, the kind whose romance gets tabloid attentions. Because I've been doing this for a long time, I forget that I'm quote unquote famous or that people are looking at me. Okay. I don't. I wish we had more time to dissect that. But we don't. (laughs) When we come back. We got to talk about other celebrities behaving badly that we would call D-bags. Kind of like her, but you know what? Different ones. After this, on my... Yes, you heard what you thought you heard. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. nothing. No, they heard it. Uh, <laughs> streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, and that is Bradley Trainer. Hey. Belchie Trainer. Yes, yeah, uh, <laughs> Sadie just tweeted, did you just burp? <laughs> Okay, can I just really quickly say, I was trying to amuse Holly with something out of my mouth. I hit the wrong button. Yeah, because Holly's in a different room from us, and when we want to talk to her, we have to hit a button that's disturbingly close to the button that turns the microphone on. But, you know, gave everybody a little... You're welcome. Here, goal achieved. I am thoroughly... Amused. <laughs> yeah, we are laughing. We are laughing. We, literally, to give you context from the previous segment, we were talking about um, Camila Cabello <laughs> and how her story was just a, a sheet of lies. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to attribute a quote to her, and that quote was a burp. Yes. <laughs> Which would have been more interesting yeah. than the actual profile published in exactly. Variety. Yeah. And then you all were treated to it. So congratulations. Now, uh, we have to talk about not just talk show hosts. Th- that didn't work for the story. Is that what Tori calls him? <laughs> okay. Well, just wait for the headline. Dean McDermott reveals that he and Tori Spelling use CBD lube for sex. Oh. Quote, it's amazing. <laughs> so just on the heels of his wife's big... Return to television. (laughs) Dean McDermott is sharing secrets about his sex life with Tori Spelling. Because we wanted that. Nope. Not at all. On the latest episode of Oh My God, I Can't Believe We're Not Listening to This Podcast, Daddy Issues. Oh, I thought that was the name of the podcast. (laughs) Dean McDermott and his co-hosts Adam Hunter and Nikki Paris get into a discussion with guest Denise Richards. Okay. About how often they have sex with their partners. I can't tell you how little I want to listen to that. After the two revealed that they have sex every day, that's Denise Richards and Dean McDermott. They don't, by the way. Which, yeah, means they probably don't. Mm -hmm. Hunter volunteered that he and his wife have 
uh, wife use a THC sex lubrication in the bedroom. God, these words. I apologize for anyone who's, you know, not really wanting to be here right now. Uh, McDermott chimed in. So he didn't even bring it up. Denise Richards brings it up. And then Dean McDermott chimes in and says, yeah, we use one, too. Isn't it awesome? It's great when you just put it on. Oh, oh my God. Stop. I can't read the rest no, of what can't. he says. I read this article and you cannot go on. It's great <laughs> if you just put it on and the hoo 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 gets hoo hoo. <laughs> and then you last hoo hoo. He called it amazing and fantastic. I'm not into THC, so I don't know if I would want to. See, THC is the derivative from marijuana, which is different than CBD. So but yeah. there's that. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's not into it, apparently. Yeah. So apparently anyway, the CBD. Well, he's into something. I mean, how sad. How just it's just sad. like it's desperate is what it's, it is. You know, it sounds like it sounds very Jenny McCarthy as far as oh, it does. Concerned. Right. Yeah. Like, let me shock you with something titillating. OK, look, I do things. You do things. I also go to the bathroom on a regular basis. You'd, <laughs> you would not turn up to not, I'm just saying body functions. Sure. Human activity. Yeah. You don't want to hear that. You don't need to hear that you every know, day. It's like, all you good. guys, I had this booger in my nose. I spent 15 minutes trying to get that thing out. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. I had a really big booger once, and I picked it out and looked at it and got really grossed out. And then I shared it with a friend and said, look at this. I mean, we could do that. <laughs> but if we do that, for what purpose is this? Right. Exactly. Just to shock and awe ourselves. Yeah. And it's not even... My point is that you think you're being shocking and awing, mm-hmm. and you're really not being either. Right. You're just dumb. Like, oh, you guys have sex? Cool. Ooh, awesome. That's so, you guys are being so cutting edge. So, I'm just going to go ahead and say back to that podcast. Daddy Issues. We won't be listening to that. I kind of feel like I wasn't really in the market to listen to Daddy Issues in the first mm-hmm. place. And this just proved that I don't need to watch also, Daddy Issues. What is what is listen. she doing there? What is um, Denise Richards doing there? It's not she her was a podcast. Guest. She was a guest. Oh, and she's on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. No, I know, but I just that surprised me on a podcast called Daddy Issues. Maybe she's got daddy issues. Also, what does True. that mean? I'm not really sure. Because it sounds kind of gross. It does, and that, by the way, is also the name of Courtney Stodden's single, Daddy Issues. Mm-hmm. I have uh, a d bag to tell you about. Yay! It's Oprah Winfrey. Whoa! Whoops. Okay. I know people don't like it when you use Oprah and say the word D-bag. But tell me that there's not something mildly D-baggy about how she described how Gail King responds to Oprah's celebrity. Okay, wait a minute. So you're saying Oprah's your D-bag today, mm-hmm. and it has to do with... So she was on um, the September cover. Actually, she and Gail King were on the September cover of... The Oprah magazine. Oh. And um, in the accompanying article, she's talking about Gail and their friendship and what it was like for Gail before she became Gail King on her own to be Oprah's bestie. Are, are you following so far? Kind of, yeah. Just listen to the quote and it'll all make sense. 
She says of their friendship, now that Gail's a shining star on CBS this morning, people often ask her how she felt being in the shadow of my success. <laughs> the, the truth is, she always felt not a shadow, but the light. Oh, we couldn't have remained friends if she'd perceived it as a shadow. I would have sensed that, and I wouldn't have been able to be as open. A true friend can't be jealous of you or want to take advantage of you in any way. Now, all of that I agree with. It's this, like, people often ask her what it's like to be in my shadow. You know, what's fascinating about that is when I saw this story, I thought that it was from Gail's perspective. Which would have made sense. So, like, people, you know, people ask me this question and I say, actually, I didn't think I was living in her shadow. I felt like I was living in her light because that would be the kind thing to say to your friend who... Let's be honest. You live in her shadow. Uh-huh. You're not Oprah. Mm-mm. You never will. Nobody ever will. It's just, it, it is what it is. And like, who cares? Congrats. And you're lucky and amazing in your own right. And if you hadn't been lucky and amazing in your own right, you wouldn't have continued to do great things. But you're still an Oprah shadow. Like, but still, that would have that would have made sense. Right. That totally would have made sense for her to have that response. But to your point, when you hear Oprah say it, you're like, Oh, wait, hold wait, on. I don't what? think you're supposed to share that. I think that's supposed to be Gail. That's a Gail it. story. That's trying to make that actually. You're actually a compliment to you. Yeah, you're actually putting Gail in your shadow right now. <laughs> yeah. People often wonder what how like my best be friend my felt being in my large shadow. <laughs> and what's so amazing about my shadow is she didn't see the also, darkness. It just she sounds the light. so patronizing <sighs> now that you're putting it in that tone right she says like gail has a deep deep curiosity and yearning to know mm-hmm. like she's she's really smart yeah i mean she really like knows here, let me tell you gail she quiet don't still think, be quiet you're not being interviewed yeah. i am people think gail is just riding my coattails but she's really a good but she's neat she does things she has thoughts <laughs> That she thinks her excellence cannot be denied. Isn't that? I just when I read it, I immediately was like, "That's so debaggy." Yeah. To be fair, Oprah is on a plane that we're not on, and so what sounds totally giving to her is not to anybody. I mean, else. I would have checked myself if I started to say that and went that none of that sound that sounds super douchey. Right. Like most people are able to like halfway through a statement, realize how obnoxious they sound. But she just ran with it, man. I mean, and also, can I I kind of wonder, was Gail in the room and was she like (laughs) like or like tied to a chair? Like what what is Gail's reaction to being talked about in that way? Also, also, also. And also, too. Let's just say, for the sake of uh, where we are right now, this is Gail's moment. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's just presented that way. This is Gail's moment, right? She's shining in her own light. And you've got... Hi, I'm Oprah Winfrey. (laughs) And I would like to tell you about my good friend, Gail. I think Gail is amazing. Like, no... You're not talking about Gail, girl. You're taking the light away from Gail again. You're inserting yourself into yeah. Gail's light. Yeah. Let me tell you about my good friend, Gail. <laughs> She's been Many with me for think, so long. People have always wondered, how does it feel to be next to Oprah? And, you know, Gail loves <laughs> to be next to Oprah. You only talk about Gail in the context of Oprah. Which has always been my problem. And I will say, 
with their friendship. I mean, I used to always make fun of Gail because I would say, like, what what's Gail do? And she'd be like, I'm just I'm Oprah's friend, Gail. Yeah. But now, I mean, she took it and made something out of it and did something on her own that gave her, you know, a life separate and apart from Oprah. And I would like to share with you Oprah's final pat on the head. Of Gail. It starts with what you said, Bradley. Gail has a deep, deep curiosity and yearning to know. That's the reason why this moment doesn't surprise me. What surprises me is that it took them so long to figure it out. Everybody else so long to see it. That's I'm sorry the rest girl, of the world... Girl, she was in your shadow! <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, you know, the rest of the world thought Gail was dumb and not worth your time. I knew that all along, which is why she was my friend. <laughs> Hey, look, I'd be like, that's fine, Oprah. Give me some more gifts. <laughs> Give me some more some more of those favorite things, yes. okay? When we come back on the <sighs> Colleen and Bradley show, that felt good. Mm. Huh. Mm. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, one of our other favorite things to talk about is food. And we've got some food news to share. We're going to share it with you after this on My Talk 1071. The Colleen. Hi, guys. It's us. Hi. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. It's the Colleen and Bradley Show. It's my name to work. My out. Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And we love everything entertainment. We love television, movies, celebrities. But there's one thing that we love just as much, if not more, and that is food. Food, glorious food. So we've got some food news for you. And actually, this one is just a big old pat on the back, Oprah style, because I'm very excited about some news. Um, So do you remember a few years ago on Friday? Actually, it wasn't a few years ago. It was a few months ago. On Fridays on the Colleen and Bradley show, we like to throw caution to the wind and cheat on our diet by eating nummy things. And one of the things we did is we tried the three new introduced flavors of M&M. Do you Mm -hmm. remember that there were three flavors there was a jalapeno. Mm-hmm. It was gross. It was nasty. Yeah. There it's was nasty. a Thai coconut. Yeah, it was weird. And then there was an English toffee peanut. That was the decent one, yeah. Guess what? They have decided on the flavor of M&M that will now be the flavor of 2019. And it's the English toffee. Oh, okay. Which so- just means we're tastemakers. <laughs> Yes, we want nuts. Yes, exactly. Toffee peanuts. Yes, we do. We love those nuts. Now, there's two times we have actually correctly predicted the best flavor in the whole wide world. Yeah, you did. The flavor of the fair. The oh yes, of course. The the, Midwest Dairy Association's wonderful. Do me a flavor. Malt flavor. Birthday Sunday. batter blast. Yep. Do me a flavor is the Lay's thing, by the way. But anyway. I feel like we, you know what? I feel like give us some Lay's too. We'll tell you what the best one is. Actually, potato chips on a malt sounds real good. <sighs> right? Kind of, unless they get soggy. So they should be like you fresh. Put them on the top. Just be fresh. Crunch yeah. them on the top. Yep. Uh, so anyway, so that's my big food news that I thought you'd be very excited to hear. We're tasting. No, I'm makers. very excited. I'm not buying those. Those M&M's, though. I'm not either, because there's other better ones. Yeah. I'm looking at you, peanut butter. Peanut butter M&M's are... Pretzel M&M's are also great. I I don't... I'm not a fan of those. There's not enough pretzel to chocolate. (sighs) But there's enough salt and crunch to chocolate for me. 
Yeah, it I just need works. More chocolate, but whatever, doesn't matter. Um, okay, M and M's from M and M's. There's some other food news that we did not get to, and this news actually came across the uh, wire, as it were, two days ago. But we have yet to talk about it on this show, and that's that after 25 years, none other than the old Spaghetti Factory in downtown Minneapolis is gone or will be leaving. Aww. And are you sad? I'm sad in the way that you're sad when you um, realize that you accidentally donated your favorite book from the bookshelf that you didn't even know was there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sad in the way that you are when you realize that something that you one time liked is gone. But you don't like it anymore. But you you haven't been in a while. This is that thing that (laughs) people always do when uh, a restaurant that has been around for a long time closes Although I will say not. I'm Bradley Trainer And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Really with Old Spaghetti Factory, but generally speaking with other ones, I mean, we had one in our own neighborhood, but I think it's moving somewhere else anyway. But this will happen where they're like, so-and-so is closing. And you're like, no, how dare, let's start a page to stop that. When was the last time you ate there? And that's part of the problem. Uh, five exactly. years ago. It's like well, when Porky's no closed. Closing. When Porky's closed and everybody like laid down in the middle of the street crying and... Yeah. Every, but the, if you would have been going, Porky's yeah. would still be there. You're just in love with the memory. And yep. I imagine there's a certain amount of nostalgia for the old spaghetti factory. I will say that I did think to myself, well, it's, it's you know, uh, that that was the place. <laughs> we, well, yeah. we went there because at times. <laughs> it did feel very much of its time. And it opened its doors in 1994. Uh, the one that's on Washington that will be closing. And that, you know, it just felt very of the time. It was a place where you went to take a large crowd, maybe to do like a family set. What are you laughing at? (laughs) God, you're horrible. A large crowd. Take a large crowd of people. Well, Anyway, go on. Come on. I'm just in a place. It's not even Holly. What place is that? The bathroom? I'm just really sad about Did you need to take a large moment? Anyway. Really torn up about it, aren't you? Just say goodbye. Streaks of tears. Just sad. Yeah. It was definitely not a dump, though. A very nice place. Actually, you got dessert at the end. I know. Spumoni or vanilla ice cream. But one of it the was... things that's the best about the old about that space, honestly, is that it is a good space. It's a good size space, and isn't if I'm not mistaken, there's adjacent parking, right? Kind of. Which, but that's better than nothing. Yeah, don't plan on that being around any for any length of time because wow. all the parking lots down there are going bye bye um, in the car car. Anyway, um, so that's happening. <laughs> There's really good news really? though. The good news is Pinstripes is going to show up, so you're going to have something there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
hearing the news. Something's going in there. That's great. Like, so that's leaving. We went to that place. It was fine. And guess what? There's There's something else. And it's fine, too. So there's that. It's right next to a Trader Joe's. I was there last night. That's great. Yeah, it's great. And they have those those, uh, coconut lime uh, cashews that I love. Mm. Um, Uh No, honestly, though, pinstripes, I think, is more of the time. So remember when I said Spaghetti Factory? What I really meant by that was... You, you know, it's that kind of place where you sit down, they give you a salad, you're going to get spaghetti, and then, like you guys said, at the end, you're going to get a little bit of dessert. It mm-hmm. kind of was like a... That's just the way we did things, and it was kind of fancy. Right, and very right? novelty, because yeah. at some locations of the old spaghetti factory, you'd be able to eat inside a trolley car, right. which was amazing. Right, and th- and I will say, because this is how, why we went there whenever we went there, it was for big group dinners. It was a great place for big group dinners. Yeah, and plus people, you know, because then you got the kids who have, like, the things they will eat or won't eat, and you got, you know, the old people and the things they will or they won't eat. Right. And so, like, everybody gets something that they want. It's real. I mean, who doesn't yeah. like pasta exactly um but the cool and i said what's going in there is pinstripes and how that's sort of of the time is it gives you something to do while you're there which is very of the moment so you're going to have good food and then um you're also going to have like bocce and bowling or something i don't know i know they at least have bowling right yeah right which is the pins yeah part of pinstripes um i wonder if they'll have because the other thing about the pinstripes that's in edina is that they've got this that great outdoor space. They've got fires and they put blankets. Yeah, it'll be by interesting there. to see if they do some outside components. That would be really that would be nice. Yeah. That would be a nice place to have something like that in downtown. And that's the other thing about that area of downtown. I feel like that's an area of downtown that's more accessible feels more accessible to people. When you get into like the Nicollet Mall area, I think that can be intimidating for people going downtown because you do have to find a parking ramp to park in and you got to figure out which is the closest one and then you got to walk to somewhere or whatever this is like a nice area of downtown that people i think like to visit so that's exciting for pinstripes and sad for people who are going to be saying goodbye to old spaghetti factory when was the last time you were there oh god i think i went as a goof maybe 10 years within the last 10 years once Mm -hmm. and it was literally like let's go see what and it was probably closer to 10 years ago let's go see what's going on over at the old spaghetti factory. And then you have it and you're like, oh yeah, I remember that experience. Yeah. And that was it. I, you know, it's interesting too, because, um, old spaghetti factories, like a chain, like there's many old spaghetti factories, but this was the only one in Minnesota. And, um, so first when I heard the news that old spaghetti factory was closing, I wondered if it was all of them. It sounds like this is the only one that's closing. At least they're not making a bunch of cuts yeah. across the board. So if you love Old Spaghetti Factory, there's ways to travel to one I mean, in the future. Good luck to you. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what the heck is going on with Channing Tatum? We got to check in with Channing Tatum after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. 
Hi, I'm Bonnie Curry, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.